Welcome to the HMNI fanzine podcast, but this is, well, the HMNI fanzine podcast is going to kind of be an offshoot of the NCS Nickel City soundtrack podcast where we cover Buffalo artists and our core talk and all that good stuff. On this podcast, we'll cover stuff outside of Buffalo cover some sports, some current events, whatever we want to do here, we're going to cover it and hopefully make it fun. I'm, I'm sure Chris will be on board for a lot of this stuff and a rotating uh, band of guests. On this, we did uh, an episode of Nickel City Slamboree, which is our wrestling podcast, which made its debut on the NCS Nickel City Soundtrack podcast a few weeks ago, but... It's not really hardcore, so we put it up. We're putting it on this podcast. So, Chris and I were joined by Aaron King, uh, well-known wrestling mark, and Larry Bleachmouth, Akron wrestling mark. So, enjoy this talk. We talked about uh, AEW a lot, WWE. We made some predictions about Backlash, which actually just ended like ten minutes ago. So. I guess we'll see if our predictions were right if you checked us out. So, see you on the next uh, HMNI fanzine slash Nickel City soundtrack mishmash podcast. Peace. Welcome so, yeah, like... Nickel, uh, welcome to the Nickel City... St- what is it? Stampede? Not Stampede. <laughs> Slamboree. <laughs> the Nickel City Slamboree. The best name ever for a podcast. That was, that was pretty great. <laughs> You got to keep, got to keep it old school. Gotta we got to figure out where school. to put this. So should we like make a new thing or should we, or should so we? So that's the thing. If we're, if this is going to be a regular thing, it should probably be a separate podcast or, or something or something that we just drop here and there. Well, uh, I, can put if it, we're gonna... I can put it in, in my thing. Cause my thing could just be the mishmash of things. Yeah. Maybe for the time being. Um, the hot I was say, but Yeah. So if we're going to, do it through the NCS podcast. That's why I did the like Nickel City Slamboree. So people who aren't interested don't check in. Yeah. No, they'll still check in just to complain that it's going on. Because they like <laughs> they're life jobbers, like I said. That's that's the best. Those are the best ones though. Yes. Yeah. People who hate listen, like Alex may hate them, but I fucking love them. Yeah. <laughs> Great. You gotta do it. Where is Alex? Where has he been? Yeah, he, he was the show on Saturday. He fun. Ah, the show he does. Was, was he I only love? loves short shorts. Jonah's <laughs> lovely thighs. That's that's what he's. Is doing. he a jobber? Is Alex a heel, a face, or a jobber? <laughs> I think he's a heel who thinks he's a face. <laughs> <laughs> like got, uh, like the, like the donkey tonk man, like back in the day. When he was like, thought he was a good guy, but then everyone turned against him. <laughs> he's like a Cody Rhodes. He's got the, he's got that boyish, boyish charm about him, but he's got heel antics. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Say Cody's a heel. So Cody is absolutely a heel and everyone knows it, but him apparently. <laughs> <laughs> when he finally evolves in the WWE, he'll, he'll go back heel. It's, it's, it's gotta, he's gotta have like a psychotic break. <laughs> Yeah, because like, he's, yeah. he's got to go full. He's he's dressed just like Homelander. He's got to go full Homelander and race it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm 
everyone's already ready for it. It's like you just just embrace it, dude. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We'll see what happens. Like, and don't use your kid as it because you're a father now. You don't want to be a bad guy anymore, but you are a heel, dude. It's okay. <laughs> the thing with Cody too is like he's back in WWE and everyone's like, yeah, he should win and stuff. But the dude smashed a throne. Like an AEW. Yeah, like, I, it, I, I knew they were gonna long play him for any kind of comeback. <laughs> like you think you think Triple H just forget about that? Larry, you know here. what though? Oh. oh shit! But you know what though? Like Larry, Larry, Larry. <laughs> if you're if you're in, you go to another league and you don't do something to kind of shit on the league you just came from. You're not doing it right. Yeah, yeah. I think eventually you, they gotta expect that. Like I think, um, I, and I think Cody did a really good job as far as his run outside of WWE. Definitely, one kind of like throwing shade at it because when he first like went to like Ring of Honor and New Japan, you know, everyone was like calling out, calling him Stardust in the crowd. Yeah. So he did like there's a, there's a clip on on YouTube of like somebody was like Stardust in the in the crowd, and he did the cartwheel. And then he just flips them off. <laughs> I was so like, good. I'm like, see, Cody's a, he's a natural heel, man. He plays it so yeah. well. Yeah. Like out. the reason the reason that FTR even exists now is because of the being the elite skits because they kept doing the fuck the revival chants all mm-hmm. over Ring of Honor and New Japan, and it was like in bits all through being the elite. Mm-hmm. Cody's supposed to be doing some like serious promo and he just turns to the camera and goes fuck the revival <laughs> and he's like Cody that's you're supposed to say welcome to ring of honor he's like oh oh my god I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> they, they even did like a whole bit where Cody was possessed yeah and they called it having the money shakes like he was going back to WWE and this is this is before AEW even started he had like white contacts <clears throat> and he kept going like he's spouting off all these <laughs> WWE facts and he's like they're having a conversation in the background doing super kicks, doing the suck it from DX. <laughs> it was like he might notice there's something up with Cody and he's like uh, you know, they did like a whole exorcism scene where like he's in a hotel bed and he's like Christopher Daniels comes in dressed as like a like you know in his fallen angel get, go go to because he was supposed to be the exorcist. Mm-hmm. He's like, join us, CD, be a coach at the PC center. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. LOL. So so when Larry finally gets in here, let's talk about this belt because I have opinions. I do too. <laughs> I always have opinions. About having a new belt. So uh, how they ruined the old WCW belt by slapping WWE logo as big as they could in it. <laughs> Well, yeah, so that, that was definitely a you're our bitch move. Yeah. But I, I I think that the new belt has the potential to actually overshadow the Roman Reigns bullshit. Because it's it's supposed to be like when it it's supposed to be like the actual belt that's defended all the time that's a world championship. Mm-hmm. Basically they're gonna they're gonna lock up the universal title with Roman for until basically until they can get the rock in. You think so? so? They, you think are waiting for that? I don't think I don't think the rock has the draw power anymore. I mean, I could be wrong in that, but like yeah. with Black Adam not doing well, it seems like at least media wise, the people have turned on the rock. But the XFL. 
I don't even know what that is. That the, they brought the football league back and it survived. Yeah, yeah, the, Rock yeah the, Rock, it. the Rock bought it from off of it. Oh. <laughs> mm. He's still trying to make it a thing, and it's just I don't think it's ever going to really work. I think no, it's not. I think uh, I don't know if Cody should have won it. I kind of like the idea of like maybe someone in the bloodline winning, beating Roman or something. Now, like I don't, I don't like. Cody would have been cool, but I don't know. It's it's. it's... I, I think they rushed Cody into that storyline too fast. Definitely, and I yeah, think absolutely. that's that's the problem because WrestleMania was supposed to be should have been the payoff for that storyline, but it was just he got hurt and it was way too fast tracked. Yeah, and I think they they may have realized that it was just it would have made no sense for him to just come back that fast and be the guy. But then they should have never. Though. They should have never put him in the storyline then until no. later. And they I really kind of took away. Though. But it took away yeah. from uh, what's his name? Fucking Carrot Top. Sami Zayn. Yeah, it took Sammy's away from Sami Zayn to... and, and KO. Yeah, in their like, eyes, he I may mean, not be, but at least it was it was a reasonably entertaining and well thought out storyline. He may not be a main eventer, but it doesn't mean that he has to get the belt. You know, like, yeah. Uh, but to, then to like shoehorn Cody Rhodes into it, yeah. and now you're shoehorning Batista into it. What about Batista? Wait, they're they're dragging is, or Batista not Batista? Out? Who was it? Who was it that Cody Rhodes was supposed to have the big match with? Was it? Oh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. I can't tell the fucking difference between them. They're just like fucking. I think they're keeping him away from. He, they're keeping him away from Roman Reigns for the time being. I think that's. That's that's it. That's all. Yeah, doing. like they they did the whole draft thing. Roman's going to SmackDown. Cody's and Raw, and yeah. that new belt is supposed to be like uh specifically for Raw title now. Yeah, which I think they're like I think the top names that are that there are potential belt holders for that are Seth Rollins or possibly Finn Balor because that's the most people I've seen kind of holding the title or like kind of propping up next to it type of deal. There's mm-hmm. still t- there's still time though for that someone else to get into the picture there. And and the the reason I think that it's kind of like when I watch like Wrestle Talk and stuff, they're saying like it feels like it's gonna be a second tier title and not be like its equivalent of the Universal title is because one, the title will be won in Saudi Arabia. It's yeah. it's it's Saudi Arabia is like yeah, it's just I'm like you guys couldn't have done it anywhere else like you had to do like in Saudi you're basically that, you're already tight, you're already saying this title doesn't matter because Saudi yeah. matches are just like a rich dude's like dream match type deals you know yeah. he's got the money to throw around and that's why you'll get you know, Goldberg and drag Undertaker out of retirement and they shouldn't and those are all Saudi was, matches <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. but I'm saying though like the belt has the potential to to eclipse those if they do it right and actually have people chasing the belt and the title changes hands and, right, I, and I think, legitimately like good matches, solid matches. Uh, I think, I think that's then, the idea behind this one is going to be like more like the working man's title versus mm-hmm. like a bunch of part timers holding it and only defending it every three months. This yeah. th- this belt's supposed to be defended much more frequently. Like kind of like the more days of old, like how a yeah. title holder is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe the idea is is like for to prop up this belt, and then have Roman be like, "You guys don't give a fuck about me anymore," 
and him try to win that belt and then lose in that in the process of that. And then that's how they get all the belts having value again, maybe. I don't know. I'm just glad that this this title actually looks like a championship again. Yeah, like I don't I don't w- like the WWE <laughs> logo in the middle of it, but I think it could have been smaller or just designed differently. But it it's a it's a better step in the right direction than the the cheesy garbage looking titles that they've had forever now. Yeah, but they got to do that mm-hmm. because of marketing and shit. Like they got to have WWE all over their shit. I mean, but, I mean they, always, like they always have. Yeah, but I was gonna say, I think that if AEW wasn't like knocking on their door. They they may not have gone with such a blatant bell. Like that may have been a little more like the WCW bell. Like maybe the WWEs would have been on the side smaller panels. Right. And you've done the traditional old school like Eagle or fucking Barbell or whatever the fuck it yeah. used to, you know, change to. I, I will say the most the best belt that was made in modern WWE era is Spinner. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'll say um is actually the, the um the United Kingdom Championship. That was the coolest looking belt that any like WWE product has made in probably like the past ten years. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just sad that the UK just kind of got pooped on. You know, it wasn't as that does look pretty cool. But the belt's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking. Let's at see it. it. I don't think I've seen it. Let's see it. I'll share it. I'll share the screen with you. Where do you Especially share when when Walter now Gunther had the belt. Man, it was very prestigious. Yo, I think they should just go full Nazi with that guy. No, oh, that's, yeah, that's the, good. That's you know, very nice. You know, the thing is, when they changed his name to Gunther, it was like it was Gunther, and then there was a last name, and that was a Nazi person. That's why they yeah. changed it to Gunther. Uh, yeah. That's why they just took off the last name because everyone in like Wrestle, Wrestle News called them out on it. Yeah. Or like Gunther fucking. Uh, Fucking Mangala or some shit. Gunther Mangala. It was like some Nazi. Si- it was like some Nazi scientist last name or something. It was like, really, dude. Like Walter was such a strong name. There's Larry. Hello. About time you made it, dude. I almost wasn't gonna be able to make it. I have a uh, an interview tomorrow that I was prepping for, and I'm like bone Walter. tired. But I'm like. Fuck it, man. I want to talk wrestling. Is this you running out of the back right now? <laughs> What's that? Is this you running out of the back right now and getting into the match? <laughs> yep. Yes. Is this, is this you yes, running the is. gauntlet? <laughs> Listen, I'm new to the promotion. Nobody knew I was coming. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you Sec- doing here? Oh, my God, it's Larry. <laughs> Second appearance in, I'm swinging chairs. Did you see the name of the podcast, Larry? Yes, it's amazing. Nickel City Slambury. <laughs> it's official. Well, listen, it's we, official. We, we don't want to make any of the poser hardcore kids mad by talking about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually just discussing earlier where this will drop. We're the, four horse, we're the four horsemen of the Buffalo scene. <laughs> Absolutely. Except Larry's the, Rust Belt scene. Yeah. the Rust Belt scene. Four horsemen yeah. of the Rust Belt scene. Don't make me call Aaron Anderson. <laughs> we'll call we'll call Larry Larry Buffalo. He'll talk in a Buffalo accent like Kofi Kingston. So, <laughs> so he's from Buffalo. I like I like when they you, have you ever seen like the clip where Kofi like loses the accent? Yes. yes. Triple H's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened to your Jamaican accent? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it just it's never done again. I was That's like, amazing. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I have not noticed an accent. 
from you guys at all. Well, I'm not from Buffalo. It's because you have the same one. <laughs> I'm from Buffalo. <laughs> I guess so. I must. I, that must be it. I know that a lot of the, a lot of the phrases and colloquialisms in Akron are wildly different than the ones in Cleveland. So yeah, yeah. Plus, Buffalo has a lot of different accents within Buffalo. True. Like, there's there's yeah. a lot of people here who like either sound like they're from New York City and they're not, or they sound like they're from Minnesota and they're not. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota, yeah, there's there's definitely people who talk like that in Buffalo. You know, you know go get you want to go to Duff's? You want to go to Duff's? <laughs> blue cheese. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I'm like, wait, where are you from? Oh, I grew up here. <laughs> Larry, what's what up? Are your thoughts on the belt? On the that new belt WWE is trash. Belt? That belt <laughs> is trash. It looks like garbage. Bring back the old style eagle belt that Hulk Hogan so used to wear. It's first of all. I don't understand why they even bothered making such a big deal about. They don't even give a shit about titles at all. They truly don't. They don't treat titles like anything special. They change hands way too frequently. I mean, and that's been a thing since the '90s. But I just, it looks, it's so gross. It doesn't look like any kind of belt that any any sensible champion would ever wear. It, it looks like it looks like they melted the WWE logo on top of the old WCW heavyweight championship. Yeah, it, absolutely. So like fast. maybe or maybe not even maybe melted, maybe like super glued it, it on. It was like yeah, hot press. There's a, there's a hot press on there. It looks like it looks like a Yugoslav knockoff of a hood ornament from a fucking Cadillac. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dropping the axe. So what do you think the plan is with the new belt anyway? Like, uh, you know, opinions of its look aside. Randy Orton's coming back. He'll get the belt because they always Stop have, have some Vince guy. Stop it. Vince is in control, man. He's not going to just put it on somebody he hates. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing, it. too. I'm tired of the the Vince stuff that everyone complains about. The motherfucker runs the company. Like, it's yeah, what it is. Yeah, but the motherfucker shouldn't. Like yeah, after, maybe like, he shouldn't, but the, it's his company. The scandal shit and the amount of money he's paid out to keep people quiet. It's but it's not his company anymore. True. Yeah, Endeavor owns all. it. Yeah. yeah, but they're not gonna do anything. Like those people think he's the freaking man. If they if he becomes a big enough problem, they will. Money money is over everything, and if if Vince looks like he's not the money, he's out. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not considered a big enough problem now. I mean, it speaks volumes for the kind of people that are running that place. Well, I mean, it's it's well, Dana White's they people. Up, <laughs> let's say they picked up UFC too, or whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Endeavor owns. They're the parent company of UFC. Yeah, yeah. they own Slap Fight too. Oh, <laughs> <they must>. whoa! <laughs> how, it's, it's Power Slap, and it's amazing. That Power Slap. <laughs> no, I, no, I watched no. the whole season. I loved it. It's called, it should be called concussion. That's wanted, all it is. Concussion. I just, I just hope in the next season they at least get one pimp. <laughs> right? Because so, it's, it's like, it's hey, like I gotta keep listen, my pimp hand strong, man. Yeah, there's no one use that. There's yeah. a reason why Deacon Jones was not allowed to do that anymore. Slap people at why? Because people, yeah, giving people concussions. That's why you can't just. Yeah, so, yeah. Have you guys ever watched bare knuckle boxing? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's hard to watch for me. I, it's it's painful. <laughs> I, I only watch the women's fights. Yeah. I don't know why. Because they're better fights. fights. Are, they're fucking better fights, man. Holy they shit. Are. Those chicks like, are God damn. Does yeah. anybody does everybody else have shades? This, can this be a thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's my performance I, I eyewear. 
It's because me and me and Mark are the only ones in the brood. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one with the red backlighting, so it makes sense, right? <laughs> That's right. It's like when I saw myself with the like the sunglasses. I was just gonna be a jerk and just wear sunglasses, but I was like, with the lighting, I was like, oh my god, it's I'm in the brood. <laughs> <laughs> that or trap house. I don't know. Trap brood. <laughs> I definitely have those over the glasses. Glasses. <laughs> Yo, I need to get me some of those. Though, oh, dude, I'm, I'm wearing my sunlight. I'm wearing my sunglasses over my regular glasses. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Now, now I see why the hardcore kids complain about this one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what they're going to do with the title. Like, I was convinced that they would probably keep pushing with Cody, and um, you know, my thought, the way I would have booked it, would be to have that three way I talked about, have them go over strong over both. But I don't think that's going to happen now. Mm-hmm. I'm more. What I'm more curious about is the um. The split that AEW is doing with the Saturday show and the talk that they're going to move like allegedly, uh, allegedly yeah. punk and other uh, other folks to that program and and separating them from say like the Bucks in that yeah. whole camp. That um, that is some whack ass shit. Yeah, if they play it right and do like an inner, well, here's guess, why like night beef. That that might be kind of cool, but like I'm fucking so over CM Punk. Like, I'm so Here, here's over. why they're doing it. Here's why they're doing it. Warner Discovery is throwing money at mm-hmm. AEW. Yeah. On the contingency that Punk is someone that's a part of the promotion. They yeah, but don't he, he he probably don't care if he wrestles because he's he's not no, good they, anymore. He, he will get injured. <laughs> you will get yeah. injured. Yeah, and that's that. That's he all. Absolutely, will get injured. Like it's, he's probably getting injured thinking about it. Yeah, and he's just been showing up to like every wrestling promotion lately. He was backstage at Raw and got kicked out by Vince McMahon. Yeah, he tried well, to talk to Triple he, H, he, and he was just like, "You uh, could, no." <laughs> he he. That's that's a legal thing. He can't just show up and. He showed without, up at Impact Wrestling too. Right, but I mean, and Punk's been all over the place except AEW. He has, but the reason why he's getting kicked out is because of you know his contract with AEW. Yeah. You no, know, it's it. There's like all kinds of stuff going on about how um, Tony Khan has sent you know letter had had his lawyer send paperwork to WWE before about you know them uh, fucking with their contracted uh, talent. So right, yeah. that's why Vince was like, he's got to go. He's got to get out. Yeah, of but he's also like he's also doing it to keep his name out there. And like people are like, oh, what's he doing? Is he going here? Is he going exactly? There? So he's, when he does pop back in AEW, it's like oh. for somebody who does, for somebody who doesn't really like attention, he he's oh, he, he likes a lot of attention. That like, shit. Yeah, yeah. Love Listen, I shit. I don't I don't care for the guy that much myself, but I already told you guys my stance on that whole conflict. But if he he's in a means he's a means to an end. Yeah. If he could, if he can get Tony to pull his head out of his ass with that fucking shitty booking, and pay attention to what the way real wrestling is booked and the way real wrestlers wrestle and quit, you know, blowing the fucking young bucks and that whole contingent <laughs> and get some good fucking product on there, so yeah. be it. Then Punk can take a hike afterwards because he is a fucking asshole. But I mean, know? he's I got mean, he's he's got Jericho. Jericho's basically, I I'd say. Outside of the Bucks, Jericho is basically like the vice president of AEW at this point. 
Yeah. Yeah. And more of a point man than I even think the Bucks are at this point. I I have like any goodwill I have towards Chris Jericho is based on his overall career, but the shit he's done in AEW for the most part, not all of it has just been him running wild with no fucking governor on with so many bad ideas and so many bad matches and him leeching off younger talent under the auspices. Well, I'm going to put him over. They don't need you to put him over Chris. You know, I mean, they, they don't put, why, why not guide these guys and have them put them in good matches with other good talent instead of just sort of, you know, insinuating yourself to the next guy who seems to be peaking, who seems to be getting over. And then he, he latches onto them. He's got a triple H that way. He's got to do the triple H move to stay relevant. And I like Chris Jericho. I think think Chris Jericho is great. He's got a, he's got a definitely triple H in them. He's got a good wrestling mind. If someone's there to tell him, eh, maybe not that idea. You know, right. he yeah. he he has a, he has good ideas, but he needs a governor. <coughs> you know, mm-hmm. he think, needs somebody to tell him when something's not a great idea. But I think a lot of a part of the problem is too is just because they have too many people now, yeah. and their their answer to having too many people is just to throw them in random mashup groups. And it's like there's Chris Jericho's groups where like. They don't have any storyline for them individually, so they throw them in with Chris Jericho. It's like they're they're basically like the mid-carters that they don't have any plans for. Mm-hmm. And then you have a group like, say, The Firm, who are just like, they have no plans and never will. Mm-hmm. It's just like, just kind of like, their good personalities is like for people to hate on. And they're, I mean, a lot of those dudes are good workers. You got like, um, Ethan Page is, Ethan Page is a, is a is a really good wrestler. Lee Moriarty, um, Big Bill, I could care less about. Unless he's paired with Enzo Amori again, it's never going to work for him. <laughs> he's just he's just a really tall. What the fuck is Enzo Amori these days? Uh, he's still in the Indies. Oh, is he? Um, he's just kind of running around the Indies. Well, we all talked. We all talked about how both both companies' the rosters are way too large. Yeah, and and I think the other problem is that. They've lost sight of the fact that not every single wrestler needs to have a storyline. Right. Some dudes should be there just to wrestle. Yeah. And then once they get over, then you can give them an angle or a hot storyline. Mm. I mean, it, you just need two or three really good ones and everybody else can just sort of work and still be awesome and still have great matches and shit. But, you know, they feel like everybody has to have like this wild angle or some kind of beef some kind of gripe that you know some hyperbolic you know uh tragedy between two folks it's just i don't know i I don't i also don't get like how or why it's like so aw's talking about making yet another show you already have two televised shows like you could easily split up the roster between those two shows and then you have the whole ring of honor thing yeah, in Ring of Honor, you have to pay for to see any of the matches. It's like you have dark, dark elevation on YouTube for free. Why not put Ring of Honor on there and just like really split up the roster? Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna focus on a third TV product, it should be Ring of Honor. It's an it's an established name already. You have talent that are more like driven towards just being in Ring of Honor. Make it a full thing. You have I champions agree. in Ring of Honor. You, you, they're never on TV, or barely, and it's mm-hmm. just like it's just a throwaway. 
Mm-hmm. If you're gonna have a, th- you know, a whole another company, and that should be the that's where the brand split should be. And it seems like they started it off like that, and it's like they tried to get TV deal with Warner, and it's like Warner's not buying or whatever. But that's the push they need to make. Forget, forget CM Punk and whatnot, or you know, <laughs> even if you want to, if you want to throw Punk in there, put him in Ring of Honor. He's he's a uh, he is a Ring of Honor legend. Yeah, put him in Ring of Honor. Was, that would make sense. Credit. Yeah. Yeah, trim and let and let that let him build that brand back up, and yeah. people will watch just because he's there and he is already tied to its legacy. Yeah, trim trim the fat, cut down half of the roster, get rid of Rampage, get rid of the YouTube show, just focus on Dynamite and make the Saturday show Ring of Honor. Yeah, or if get rid of Rampage and put ring and put Ring of Ring of Honor on Friday. Yeah, or what whatever. It's just like yeah. Does Rampage. anybody watch that show on Friday? I feel like that show gets no ratings. Barely, because it's just like they don't know who to put on it. It's like if you're gonna split up the brand, like don't have dudes on Dynamite and Rampage. It's just it's mm-hmm. just dumb. It's like especially because having to make fans sit through two shows, it's never gonna be a good rating for it. Even mm-hmm. live, it's like it's too much. It's too much to watch because they film Dynamite and Rampage at the same time. So you're it's making like Saturday Night's event. Yeah. <laughs> so none of none of the AEW shows are live. For some reason, I thought they were. Well, no, no like the, Di- Dynamite is, and then and then Rampage is filmed right after Dynamite's done. Yeah. Okay. So it's just like you expect fans to sit there for <clears> that <throat> long. It's kind of crazy, and be energetic about it. Yeah. Well, they used to do that with WWE. Yeah. Until both shows were live. Because but... they used to do that with the, when they had the the Cruiserweight show too. That was mm. the twenty. Or 205 Live, they would film that after like Raw. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it never went well because even from watching from home, no one's going to get into it if the crowd's not. Yeah. It's just boring. Are you at all thinking about going to see AEW in Hamilton? And I've honestly, outside of like, I've I've never been to a WWD, WWE or AEW show. Oh, really? The only live wrestling I saw was at the ETID like Christmas shows. Oh, yeah. Which were mm. great. <laughs> yeah, I've been to several WWE. I've been to a pay-per-view. I've been to Raw. It's a good time. I always got good seats, though. I always had really good seats. Like, right above <laughs> the floor. Yeah. It was always fun. I, I made signs and shit. It was I don't know if I could honestly sit through something like that. I can't, <laughs> even, I, I can't even, like, watch full shows, like, on TV now. Yeah, right? I think Raw Bob has worked some of those. So I'm looking at the eight at like the Hamilton like ticket thing, mm-hmm. and it looks like the top of this arena is closed because there's no way all the seats in the top are taken. Like the top of the arena is like not being sold. So I don't. I mean, honestly, the top of the arena sucks. Like you don't see shit. You go to WWE, they, they sell the whole freaking thing, and that's a mistake. They shouldn't sell that top shit because you don't see fucking anything. Do it's like a hockey, you see every. I mean, you're up at the top there, you see it's good. Dude, you're watching two stick figures fucking fight, like it's it's bullshit. It's, fucking <laughs> it's sucks. atmosphere, bro. No, man, it fucking sucks. You get like fucking height sick, you can't see shit, you don't even know if the person you're watching is the person they say it is. Those top, <laughs> seats, those top seats are bullshit. I'm surprised they even let people like bring their phone. Like, I don't think they ever could really tell people they can't bring their phones in because. Anytime somebody films from the crowd, you see how many <clears throat> seats are really empty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they have like those black, like kind of sheets up in there. Yeah, yep. in parts that like have not sold whatsoever, and they force everybody into certain sections. 
for filming. Yeah. So yep, definitely <laughs> gotta make it. Gotta make it look packed, man. You put on the TV side, you know. And then pipe Nobody. in the crowd noise, of course, because <laughs> yep. Nobody buys the product if no one's buying the product. I, I wish AEW had piped in crowd noise when they came to Buffalo because that was just like the deadest crowd I have ever seen. <laughs> I was like, you saw the whole thing there. Not even for like no. There was definitely some empty seats there. I mean, just like the crowd did not react to anything. Even even the Buffalo pops, like for like Butcher and Blade and then for Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia came out with West Side Gun wrapping him down to the ring. I remember that. No one, that episode. No one cared. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Not even like a, a flinch out of the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Chris, have you been to any live events before? Uh, when I was young, I used to go all the time uh, with like my dad and like a uh, stepdad. Um, the last time I went to live, I think was early 2000. I went with Rob Bob and we had those bullshit fucking top seats and couldn't see shit. That's why you're so salty. That's why I'm so salty. Well, was it, was it a live event or was it a TV taping? I'm going to say it was a TV taping, but I I honestly don't remember. Because it live events. Even have been, Cause I don't like, know. They don't tape every single place they go. No. But so live events sure. are a lot darker. Like they're they have like the like the barriers or like the old school barriers. And it's just like mm-hmm. it's just not as cool as like a raw taping at all. Yeah, I'm sure um, it's not. But I mean also like I said, like when I was young, like fucking young, so we're talking 30, 40 years ago, like 40 years ago almost. Uh it was just a different vibe. And like I feel like they they didn't even sell those seats up there because I can distinctly remember seeing able to see people, you know, like I can see that motherfucker's face when he's getting hit. They also weren't like three to four hour shows. Yeah. Raw's <laughs> coming right. to Buffalo right. in July. I might I might go. How long is Raw now? Is it like it's like three, three hours. hours on TV and then it's like really? probably, it's probably like four yeah. or five hours in reality. And they have a match. They always have a match after the show ends. There's always like a, a match after the show ends. Like who has is it? A, is it a worthwhile match? Yeah, I mean whatever. So you know whatever happens in the last angle, like you know, I think the babyface usually goes over in the in the dark match after usually to send the crowd home happy. Like they yeah, yeah. when they show like their house show stuff on on you know their social medias and stuff. It yeah. just looks more like the wrestlers have a lot more fun, of course, because it's just it's just house shows. Yeah, yeah. But like when I they're saw... actually wrestling, if you if you watch right. Raw, it's like eleven minutes of wrestling during a fucking three hour show. Yeah, it's yeah. all talking and vignettes, and it's all yeah, you know, it's all promos. And what the hell happens like when you not, not even promos, just like <laughs> scripted bad acting. You That's know? because it's sports entertainment. It's not wrestling, yeah. even yeah, though Larry. wrestling's in their name. You know, it's but it's not wrestling. Don't you? I can I I can live with sports entertainment, but I still need to see the sports. Yeah, right. you need to see yeah. the sport to be entertained. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh huh. But I mean, it was pretty cool that Rhea Ripley was the first pick for uh, Raw. Like they understand, like this is one of the masks that's sailing this ship. I think that going forward, they need to make Rhea Ripley like the official leader of the Judgment Day. I think going Maybe forward, Rhea Ripley should be my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you might That's have to like, you might have to go through Buddy Murphy for that one. <laughs> I, I think you might have to go through a few people for that one. I'd do it. I mean, real Maybe life, it'll happen though. Real, real life, it's Buddy Murphy, and that dude's scary. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm thinking of going though. I mean, if Rhea Ripley's going to be there, that might be worth going to see live. Tickets yeah, are man, cheap get a, too. Get a good seat so she'll diss you. <laughs> Old Rhea. She's even dissing kids, which I thought was hilarious. Which is the best. Like, that's the fucking <laughs> There's like little greatest. kids like, mommy, mommy. And she, she goes for the <laughs> high five and does the classic, you know. <laughs> yep. You know. That's great. <laughs> Taking, that some point, so Taking pointers from MJF, clearly. Hey. Oh, my God. Yeah. That guy is so good. <laughs> throwing drinks at kids. <laughs> oh, I didn't I didn't know about that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that. I don't know if I'd go that far because then you're kind of. You know, it, they had to bring the kid backstage, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Which Tony Khan is like saying he will be talked to. I swear, and you basically have to cover <laughs> like free tickets because he literally threw a drink on like an eight year old kid, yeah. <laughs> and it was alcohol, too. an alcoholic drink. Yeah, Yo, oh, he took the mom's that, drink and threw it on the kid. That is how you become like the fucking heel of heels. Even when you're a good guy, everyone's gonna remember that you threw a drink on a fucking kid. Dude, you're any, never gonna any, be like I love it, but baby face. I love it, but I would be thinking, man, am I gonna get my billionaire owner sued? Because people will yeah. sue you over nothing. He's got the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can tell anytime they do like press conference stuff after like their like their pay per views. Tony Khan's just sitting there like, "Why did I let this guy come here?" Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like Max has the best like just pop ins to these like press conferences afterwards. He comes in late. He's like limping all over the place, bleeding, sweating, and just swearing <laughs> at everybody. <laughs> and anybody's like. Oh, thanks for thanks for starting without me, assholes. I'm just the champion of the company. Are you gonna start a press conference without your champion? He does it so fast too. He'll go through like in a fight, like a five minute just rundown, calling every calling Tony Khan an idiot, calling CM Punk out and not even when he's not even there. <laughs> Dude does not care. Even like if you see any pictures like like from like, you know, photo signings and taking pictures and stuff, he flips off kids. <laughs> well, you know what? That's the thing. He does care, and that's why he's good. Yeah, yeah. He cares about what yeah. he's doing. Truly, this, this and dude John, I know him and his. I think him and his son went and met MJF at a signing, and he flipped his son off. <laughs> nice, so good. Nice. But I mean, that's like that's how you become like the fucking heeliest of heels in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. You know, like and you really you have, have to live to, your like, gimmick. Dis, you, you have to live your gimmick and really diss the crowd. It's still you know, real to me. It's, otherwise, it's just sports entertainment. It's still but, real to me. To me, to me, my MJF question is, is how the, uh, is like the ideal sports entertainment. Yeah. How is Tony going to write this many programs? That's the thing, man. He's he's like he's like Tyler Perry of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> is that good? No, no, it's not. No, it is not. Tyler Perry is somebody who keeps rehashing the same crap over and over again, slapping a different title on it and expecting, and he never, he never takes other writers on or takes any advice from anybody. And he just keeps repeating the same stories. Sound familiar? (laughs) (laughs) Very. I think Tony Khan and Vince McMahon should just hug it out because they're, they're practically the same person about like 20 years apart. They should. They just have an intercom, like intercompany match, and the two of them can fight it out for top dog. Maybe oh, Tony should not be anywhere near a ring. Maybe uh, <laughs> to- maybe Tony should just start promoting more co- more uh, more matches in Colombia or Peru since he's doing all that coke anyway. Yeah, that, that dude has be closer to, be to his be, be closer to his source. No one's naturally that like hype up. 
<laughs> I just think I think when AEW started going down downhill a bit is when they started letting Tony talk live. I've never he, seen Tony Khan talk live. Oh my he has God, no business. He, he has he no, has business, on no the mic. business on a mic. He's all hype. Like he's like, this is the greatest thing in my life. And like, and there's always like they always put a huge announcement from Tony Khan. That's like his new thing. And it's just like, we have a pay per view coming up. Yeah. it's like they make this big deal i keep thinking they're gonna announce like they got a tv deal for ring of honor or something and then it's just, just something other pay-per-view or something mm-hmm. or ch- changing the title of a belt yeah. it used to be the inter uh basically it's their version of the intercontinental t- championship they changed the name of the belt mm-hmm. now it's the international championship mm-hmm. oh it's called the all-atlantic all elite wrestling belt like championship. Ooh, yeah, that, that rolls that off. Game. That rolls Isn't off. That, the that wow. goof orange Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've seen him wrestle live. Dude's amazing. He wrestled mm. at the one of the last ETID Christmas shows. Is that the dude who does the kick thing? Yeah. Yeah. With his hands in his pockets. Yeah. I, it's a cool I gimmick. It. Just n- no, because he, no. Because he is. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. Like I don't know how I feel about that. I, I goes against, against the entire premise. I saw him wrestle against like Tommy Dreamer, it. and it was awesome. <laughs> it's some. It's a, yeah. I don't know. It's like some Japan like fucking fighting ghost shit. That's it's true. I think he'd go over very well in Japan. Like I think he'd go over like hugely in Japan. Yeah, if if AEW doesn't work out, or if he just wants to switch it up, he should definitely go to. Japan. Yeah. Again, it's I like I said last though, time. I I have to be I have to be afraid of the wrestlers for me to give a shit about him. And that dude, no. Nah, <laughs> Are you afraid of Dominic Mysterio? What's that? Are you afraid of Dominic Mysterio? But Dominic Mysterio is supposed to be a chicken shit cowardly heel. That makes sense. A dude who's out yeah. there like competitive, the way Orange Cassidy is, I'm like, it's not believable at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't suspend disbelief with that guy or the Bucks or a lot of the people on that roster. What about what I about Dan Housen? Oh, yes. Dan Dan Housen <laughs> might be the exception to the rule because for some reason that guy cracks me up. I have no idea I why. Fucking hate him. I, I fucking listen, hate him. I don't. I don't love him, but the, he's so absurd that I'm like, okay, all right. Nobody calls I, I Jericho Chris bit. Judas. <laughs> oh yes, Chris, Chris Judas, and he he is he is who came up with the ass boys for Billy Gunn's sons. <laughs> oh yes, the ass boys. You have daddy ass and the sons of daddy ass. <laughs> he he's like he's the exception that proves the rule. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not frightened of him either. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, not in the, not in the right way, anyway. No, I mean, it, you got to come to me with some Paul Orndorff energy. I got squeeze your head off your shoulders without even thinking about it. You know, Mister Wonderful, Paul fucking Orndorff, or like, man, Mister like, Wonderful. Were you ever afraid of Papa Shango? Yeah, man, that dude's full. I was afraid. I was afraid of Charles Wright. But I, was I was not afraid of Papa Shango. I was terrified of Papa Shango. Somebody's head fucking, bled from Jim just raising his hands in the air. Yeah, I was more I thought afraid Papa of Shango was a great gimmick. For that I thought time, he was terrifying and, until they let him actually wrestle. When he just would like come out and yeah. like make somebody bleed or set them on fire, it was perfect. I think yeah, the but gimmick, it was a great it was a great run against Undertaker. I thought that was like the perfect matchup, and Papa Shango totally worked in that context. Yeah, I think and the gimmick period. and the imagery the gimmick and the in- imagery worked, but I think that. 
when they started doing like the magic thing, th- then I was like, I checked out on it. But I like, I like the face paint of it and mm-hmm. like the outfit and like his name was cool. But, you know, again, Undertaker works because it's an exception that proves the rule. The whole, you know, the power of the urn thing, it's on the face of it, it's fucking stupid and not cool. But, Mark Calloway is a unique talent and he made it happen. I mm-hmm. like Charles Wright, but the magic aspect of like Papa Shanga, I was like, nah, nah, fam. I'm not. <laughs> 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 you know. they, but, they should have had a magical match between under uh, a three way match between Undertaker, Papa Shango, and the Boogeyman. Uh, <laughs> the Boogeyman. Wait, Jimmy Valiant was in, in WWE? No, no, no. There was a guy called. <laughs> yeah, the, I know, the, I'm not oh. being an asshole. <laughs> Boogeyman was just a glorified worm eater. Seriously. <laughs> that was gross. so gross. So gross. <laughs> I'm like, he's like super old too. He still he looks exactly the same. Yeah. He actually was, was actually a pretty Jimmy decent Davis? wrestler. Yeah. He did the boogie splash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, come on. Vince McMahon got lucky a couple of times where he's had a lot of bad fucking ideas. Oh, yeah. definitely. Awesome. A ton. He always the, had to have he always the had 24 7 title. <sighs> yeah. He always had to have a hillbilly on the roster. True. You know. Um he always had to have uh like a magic guy starting with Undertaker, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, he's he just had a bunch of bad ideas, you like know, the, like the giant mallet in that Bray Wyatt Seth Rollins match. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, it just went into like such a loony thing, like the gobbledy, <laughs> the gobbledygooker. Was that an actual thing? Oh, you've never seen the gobbledygooker? No. All right, let me help you here. Uh, do, you remember, <laughs> do, you, do you remember? Do you remember Festus? Festus yes. was another fun Vince character. That's just is, uh, still around. That's Luke, isn't that Luke? Yeah, Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows, yeah. Which I don't know why. Mm. I don't know why him and Carl Anderson came back to WWE. They were so much more fun outside of it. Probably money. Just, yeah, I guess, but it's just like, and that they forced me a yim into the OC, which is just sad and pathetic. You mean what's what's their other nickname? Meechin. <laughs> Does she have another nickname? Yeah, it's Meechin. They call her Meechin Mia Yim. <laughs> like and she's I think she's a decent wrestler but she she's like she really just doesn't have a personality to be a star necessarily. No. So she'll never get pushed as like, you know, in a championship picture for for anything. She'll just be like a kind of a one-off match with some champion probably, but I guess like they have that feud now between the OC and the Viking Raiders. Yeah. And um I guess I mean that's that's about all that makes sense for that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I understand why she didn't go to AEW if her husband did. I don't know because because Tony Khan doesn't care about women's wrestling either. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like they they have some legit badass women wrestling in both companies. Yeah, but the best women's matches are in Impact Wrestling, hands down. Yeah, like they actually give their women like chances, like to have good matches. I mean, AEW does sometimes, like. Some of the street fights they've had with the women's division were actually pretty good. I liked. Well, it's just like they don't it's just all getting lost in the shuffle again. Like yeah. I um Taya Valkyrie is another person that I saw wrestle 
at that um Etid show. And I saw yeah. her spirit chick through a Christmas tree and it was amazing. <laughs> like it like it spilled out to the floor and like she was like right next to me and she just runs full speed and spirit chick <laughs> through a Christmas tree. And I'm like, you know, you have a lot of talent on that roster and you're not doing anything with them. Like you got Athena as the ROH women's champion, which has literally not meant a thing since its inception, basically. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because they have <clears throat> they have good women wrestlers. Yeah. But they just outside of like honestly like Japan, they just don't get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Just smart of Mercedes Monet to go to, to New Japan. But mm-hmm. she's already lost the belt. <laughs> Mercedes Monet. But the chick she I like there was this um there was a Vice documentary on wrestling. Did you ever see yeah. any of that? No. I think it's just called Wrestlers. And the guy cover each episode's in like a different like a different genre of wrestling. He like went to stardom and covered that. And one of the main one of the main lady wrestlers and you know for stardom who was like one of the biggest names there that's actually who just beat mercedes monet for the new japan belt mm-hmm. and she's like probably the most over face in japan so that made sense mm-hmm. but like he did lucha libre he went to you know he went to different parts of mexico he went to this ladies federation in like um peru or something where they dress like very old 50s style <laughs> like oh god the gobbly gooker <laughs> Looks like Gonzo from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that was a thing. When was that? Uh, the early nineties. That who is, is the gobbledygooker? It's Hector Guerrero. Hector oh, Guerrero. <laughs> it looks Man. like a Thanksgiving, like like a cartoon Thanksgiving turkey in Gonzo. Yeah. Man. <laughs> That's what were you thinking, Hector? That might be money, worse money, than you, money. Yeah, it couldn't have been that much. Here comes the money. I'm sure it was something. You know. I think uh, I think Kane should pop up in AEW and challenge Britt Baker, Brit Breaker to a fight because she's an actual dentist and he was that Isaac Yankin <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I was the first dentist in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dentist versus dentist. <laughs> You know, um, they're terrible. Teeth there versus was, career. Yeah, you, you, you guys. Was, yeah, like is that a tooth match. <laughs> you guys know who Doctor Ken Ramey is, right? Doctor Ken Ramey. We're gonna say no. Okay, so Doctor Ken Ramey. Yeah, chiropractor. No, <clears throat> hold on. I think no, never mind. I think I, I've got him conflated with somebody else. Lame, Larry. Sorry, dudes. Eating up airtime with your doctor nonsense. Well, you know what are you can do. So, how much are you guys following of the storylines in the WWE right now? Are there any storylines outside the bloodline? Okay, the Judgment Day. What so, else? Is okay, there? so where I'm going with this? Pick the matches for Saturday. Like, who's winning Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar? Ooh, um, because this feud is just starting, I'm going to say Brock Lesnar. I'm going to say Brock, Brock, like, squashes him. 
You think so? I don't know that he squashes him, but I think it's going to be Brock Lesnar. And I think it's going to be a controversial, like, uh, like uh, yeah, it's going to be a controversial finish for that finish. Brock's Brock's probably going to get DQ'd for going full Brock. Something. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's going to be something like that. It's going to be too brutal. Like, um, I think, did he get disqualified in a match before where, like, he kept elbowing somebody in the face? Or was that Randy Orton? And they, like, stopped the match because he was basically beat him up too much. That sounds like Brock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brock, but, like, I feel like Brock and Cody could have a good match because, like, I've seen Brock and Seth Rollins had good matches. And, yeah. like, and Seth beat Brock. And as far as, like, the whole, like, stature thing, it's kind of, like, kind of an equal. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a similar matchup. Okay. So okay, here's an easy one. Bad Bunny. <laughs> Bad Bunny, Bunny there, yeah. Everybody. Rhea Ripley Beat versus everybody. Lena Vega. Who's winning that match? <laughs> That's I mean, actually a match. Rhea. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you wanted to yeah, squash. Yeah, she's number one draft pick. Yeah, Rhea. Yeah. What if the whole pay per view is just squash matches? <sighs> it's only twenty minutes long. I didn't see St. Jones on the card. Yo, which one from Philadelphia or Antigua? <laughs> you, you know what I just found out today? I just found out that Alicia Fox just left WWE. I was like, she still had a job? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. Who's winning that? I'll say Theory. It's going yeah, to be a schmoz, but they need to put Theory over strong. They can't. It's like nothing they're doing is putting over Theory strong at all. But I think they're putting him in the wrong matches. Maybe they're setting up Bronson Reed versus Bobby Lashley for a feud. Yeah, because aren't they pointing Theory in another direction? I thought that he's got a thing going with somebody or starting to. Probably. probably Uh, Did I imagine that? I hate that roll thing Theory does. I hate that thing where he jumps over the top rope and rolls. That's freaking stupid. He's showing you his athleticism, his dexterity. Have you have you seen that uh dude um um something Waller? Grayson Waller? He just got drafted. Yeah. Have you seen his over the rope move? No. He does he does like a barrel roll between like the second and top rope, rolls into the ring for a stunner. Oh really? It actually is like for especially for that dude's size, it is freakily like awesome to watch. They were they drafted a lot of NXT people into the onto the main roster. I, what I don't understand is they they drafted a bunch of NXT people who have NXT belts right now. Yeah, well, they drafted they the NXT plan. women's tag holders. They drafted, um, I think they drafted at least two or three champions, something like that. So, do you think that that's maybe like you get the NXT championship? Your next step is the WWE, like the main, the main roster, or do you think that's Vince sticking it to Triple H and taking his people? No, I mean that's kind of how it's always been. It's like usually if you've held the, held the title, and then when you drop the title, you're getting called up. Mm. Except for Asuka, who never lost the NXT Women's Title. She never lost in NXT, and she's done absolutely nothing in the main roster. It's tough though, because Asuka. I mean, she's got tons of personality, but. She doesn't like. She can't give a promo like for they. Real. They will never put over a Japanese star. Period. Yeah. J- yeah. Like, no, they're not. 
they always the get some of the best. The, they always the closest the they best. came was Tajiri. Yeah, yeah, but he got over on his own. So they got they got Shinsuke like the Intercontinental, you know, title, which is about is all they're gonna do. But for women's, it's just like it's the main titles or bus. There is no mid card title for women, mm-hmm. which maybe there should be. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, the, way the women have the same belts as the men. Exactly. Not as many fucking, but like your your tag team, your heavyweight, your mid card, and then maybe just some other like random like the TV championship. Yeah, you know randomness. I mean, it's like so that's because you you have you have all this programming to fill. You you know you three four hours on TV. Mm-hmm. Bring in another belt at least for the women's to give them more like give that roster more room to breathe. Yeah, yeah. Like with AEW, they have the women's title, and then they have the the TBS title, which is like, are, are they ever going to take it off Jade Cargill? No. Who has the least experience of anyone in the locker room, pretty much? But that's, I mean, that's pretty much just the TV title from the NWA WCW days. But why is she the uh, champ? I'd like Tully, to experience Tully Jade Blanchard. Cargill. <laughs> I, I love Jade. Like the thing is, like she she has a natural talent. I think they pushed her in the position she's in too soon because. She's definitely still a little wonky in the ring, yeah. which is why most of her matches are kind of a bit of a squash. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's had a program recently with Taya Valkyrie, but they're just not booking it right. Mm-hmm. Go, go figure. But and because her and Taya, Taya Valkyrie have the exact same finisher, just call it different things. Jaded mm-hmm. is the Jade. Jade is the Jaded, and Taya Valkyrie is uh, called Valhalla. And the whole the whole angle with them is they have uh, Mark Sterling as Jade Cargill's lawyer, and he made it illegal for Taya Valkyrie to use that move in AEW. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Impossible to use it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of LA Knight, do you think they're ever going to do anything actually with LA Knight like they should? Yeah, because he he's over, so they have they have to. They, they, they always wait. Is so I know did he just get drafted? To, he got drafted to SmackDown, right? Yeah, I think so. In theories on Raw, because I think he'd be a no good theories on SmackDown now. So maybe theory and that would be a good. I think that mm. would put both of them over better than they have been. Do a program with Theory and Knight. I think that would actually be pretty good. Yeah. Mm. They're both cocky. They're both, you know, a little arrogant. But I think theory. I think they want him to be a face, but he just the crowd hates him. Yeah, and especially because he's he's got brought in as Vince's guy, you know. So yeah, he's always going to be naturally hated by the crowd. So they're trying to make him a heel, but I don't think he's that good of a heel either. Yeah. So okay, so Riddle, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Versus the bloodline, who wins that? Bloodline. Uh, I think I think Riddle and Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens. If they're going to use that to kind of further the breakup of the bloodline, that's all they're doing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there's no belts on the line, so it's safe to have them win that yeah. to and show they, that they're still like competitors. And when they when they drafted the bloodline, it was just Roman Solo and Paul Heyman. Yeah, and then they they drafted the Usos separately, so there's, it's like, there's already dissension there. There's definitely another story there because now Solo is their brother. Like there, mm-hmm. there's a story right there. Like that something's gonna happen. 
freaky. But it's like they keep they keep playing up that there's going to be a breakup there because like Heyman will go off on a phone call from Roman who's not there to Solo mm-hmm. like it's your time. Yeah, and he's always kind yeah. of like he's the one who Roman still has his ear. The Usos are kind of like almost wild cards at this point. But like the thing though is if they if they do go with that angle, and I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing, but if they do go with that angle and they split up the bloodline. I, I think it'll work out for the Usos, but I think that like Roman Reigns is going to kind of fall off. Well, he'll still have Solo for the time being, but I think for the time being, I think. But they're going to have to like tag team or something, you know? And they're like, that's going to be yeah. fucking weird. I think yeah. eventually Solo's going to turn on Roman, and Solo's going to be the new Heyman guy. Oh yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's the. I think that's almost the natural progression because it was like. When Brock and Roman had their program, it was like slowly Paul started seeing that Brock's going to lose. Like, you know, that's how it played up. And then all of a sudden, he's just full on Roman Reigns guy. So, do you think that the bloodline will continue without Roman Reigns? Like, they'll just kind of kick him out and he'll just be like sitting at the table by himself? Nah. Because, I mean, it's like the, the family thing is the whole angle. So, it's not like he can get like outsiders yeah. unless yeah. they bring in more relatives. Which I know they've been trying to get in the Usos' other brother. Yeah, is it uh, Jonathan Fatu? I think is his name. The Island of Relevancy. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Definitely, definitely a Vince McMahon line. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. Bianca. Yeah, Bianca. Like I said, they're never going to push a Japanese champion. It's just. Never gonna happen. They're, they're using this to like create dissension in the in the uh, damage control. Damage control. Control. Damage control. <laughs> um, like, what else? And, and, and damage control is just like <laughs> they're so properly named. <laughs> like, well, let's do a little damage control. Let's bring these three back and make them a group. <laughs> Hear me out. They should create a new faction that is what? Prince themed. Yeah. And they should call it Pussy Control. <laughs> They, they they already tried the Velveteen. They already had Velveteen Dream, and you saw how that. Uh, oh no! <laughs> which, oh, which no. really bums me out because I really liked the Velveteen Dream character. Uh, the dude tried to. He basically became it, and just became a an absolute pervert weirdo. <laughs> I, I saw some TMZ video with him like getting arrested outside of some like some bathhouse. <laughs> Where he assaulted, <laughs> assaulted some dude, and he's like, "There's like he's like he's in handcuffs." He's like, he's like, you know, I I work for the WWE. You can't do this to me. I am innocent. I did nothing to him. It was consensual. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was outside of that uh, gym. It was. He assaulted guy. the guy in the. Uh... <laughs> I think he's had some multiple. Uh, he's had some multiple uh, incidents lately. Yeah, my joke was inappropriate, but you took it a step too far, dude. <laughs> I took it a step too far. <laughs> uh, you well, I was just, that you said door. Prince themed, and they obviously were making Velveteen Dream try. Hey, to listen, Prince. I'm here to create opportunities to open doors. If you want to step through them, that's your prerogative. <laughs> oh, Larry. Uh, we're all door steppers here. Just call okay. me Bobby Brown. It's my prerogative. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wait. A couple more matches before we get into something else. Seth Rollins versus Almost. Ugh. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins versus who? Almost. Although I'm, I'm a little concerned because Almost is like 
he, the dude can't really wrestle. He, he's a great yeah. size guy, but he should just he should be someone's enforcer, and that is an is that it. Yeah. According to like this, unless they plan on squash and Rollins, they need to put Rollins over. I mean, almost can only do squash matches. That's you know if they and he you could you probably get a good six seven month run out of that guy if you just have him do squash matches, treat him like a monster. But if you're not going to do that, then Rollins has to go over. All you have to do to that dude is hit him in the knees. Anybody that big, just hit them in the knees. Yeah, and just break them down. According to like this channel I follow, like almost is a pretty like uh, charismatic dude, but they don't, they just don't let him like shine at all in the WWE. Plus, they wanted to be like a basically a, a just a guy who roars. You know, that's all they do. It like they like of their big guys. Just go, oh! That's 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 your that's your whole line. It's like written on a script. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> roar! Do the roar! Hey, one more match: Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. Bad Bunny. It's in Puerto Rico. If they don't, they'll it's... they'll burn the place down. Yeah, <clears throat> there'll be another uh, fucking incongruity incident. A San Juan Street. Fight. I like like I didn't like Damian Priest <laughs> before. But I think he's awesome in the in uh in uh the judgment day. Oh, that's yeah, I think it's I oh, go God. Ahead. I was gonna say, like, I think that like yes, I think Bad Bunny's gonna win, but I think it's a bad idea. Well, you should never have a non wrestler beat a wrestler. I agree. I mean they had Logan Paul beat Seth Rollins. Logan Paul is a wrestler though. Now. He surprisingly was like good, but I didn't agree True. they shouldn't have done that. Like they shouldn't have done that because you're saying that I don't even know what Logan Paul is. Is he like a YouTube personality or yeah. some shit? Yeah, he's a, like he's a you're you're saying that like this guy can come in off the street and but, beat your like top people. He does box too, though. Logan Paul does box. He does I think that's box. cool, but it's still a guy off the street. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're saying a guy off the street who you know, like doesn't have. A wrestling pedigree doesn't have, didn't go to a wrestling school like this guy. Sure, he's athletic, he can box, and he had a great match. Uh, I don't remember if it was a Seth Rollins one or one of the other ones, but he had a great fucking match and he looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. But you're saying that like a celebrity can come in off the street and beat your top people. That's the thing with Logan Paul, though, man. He, because he draws just as much, if not more, than the actual wrestlers. And because the WWE wants to focus, they focus more on the entertainment side. Mm -hmm. That's why a situation like that can happen. It just happened that Logan Paul is actually really good at wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He sells really well. He it does worked out really well. Yeah. It just happened to work out. He's a really good athlete. I think he, again, he might be an exception to prove the rule, but that having musicians come in and compete, that's such a bad look. It's a bad look, you know. Yeah. But I mean, if they're in Puerto Rico, if you watch any of them, those old Puerto Rican matches of like Carlos Colon versus Abdullah the Butcher, if Bad Bunny don't go over, there might be a riot, man. No, yeah, I, but I, they I'm can like, have. Believing that. They can have the LWO help Bad Bunny, and that's how he can win. Like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa! That's Mexican, yeah, first, bro. That's different. Yeah, that's, but they can. Yeah, still I mean, yeah. No, nah, man, that would create a whole other problem. That's that that creates a whole different issue, man. Yeah. One of these days when you're older, I'll tell you about the hatred between <laughs> Latin nations. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did the LWO help him? 
because of the whole the whole Dominic Mysterio thing. It, it, it'll probably be some crossover there. The Dominic and Ray thing. That's where it's. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe Carlito will just come out for a one off. Carlito. Worse. So did you guys watch any Napoli of those? That's nepo- <laughs> That's nepotism of the highest order. Carlito had no business getting into the business at all. I don't care who his dad was. Doesn't matter. Wait, who was Carlito's dad? Carlos Colon. Carlos Colon. Oh, really? Carl- they, see, they run the, the Puerto Rican wrestling scene. Yeah, the World Wrestling Council was actually partly owned by Gorilla Monsoon before he passed yep. away. That's how Carlito got in. Mm-hmm. What do you think of his uh, was his cousins, Epico and Primo? I haven't seen them. Oh, really? You never saw Los Luchadors? Where they no. well, Los Matadors, I think they were. They they dressed them up like Matadors, and then they they had a they had a long run overall in WWE. Like they were just kind of like um sometimes they they push them in tag teams, but I don't think they ever won any belts or anything. But they're they're good wrestlers. It's a good wrestling family. It's just they're they'll they never got put over in any way. Mm-hmm. And then they they took Epico and Primo off TV and brought them back as the Los Matadors, and it was horrible. And they, I, I remember they, the they dressed, like, was they dressed like bullfighters. It was just yeah, it was garbage. I mean, truth be told, Carlos wasn't very good either. I mean, he was he was just a brawler who bled a lot and had a lot of charisma. I mean, he was very Dusty Rhodes like in that sense, you know. But Dusty was was actually a better athlete than Carlos Colon, believe it or not. But um, so it wasn't any surprise to me that Carlito sucked, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of belts, we're talking about belt filler. How'd you guys feel about the Daniel Bryan belt? Oh, what the, the like the eco-friendly belt? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, was like, kind of awesome. It got to be part of the times, man. Got to keep up with what's <laughs> what's hot. It was kind of awesome. <laughs> I liked the gimmick behind him doing it, but I yeah. hated the belt. <laughs> it, it was just ugly. The hemp belt with the wood. Come <laughs> <Yeah>. on, <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> you know, another thing about. I, I like I like Brian Danielson better as like a wrestler and just kind of like more brutality than yeah. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was a better talker. I, I think he's he's so out of practice with like more mic skills lately. Yeah, because like he's basically the talker of the you know the Blackpool Combat Club, but it's just yeah. I mean, he has to be. You can't let those other idiots talk. <laughs> no, it's like none of them. Like Mox. Is the, say less is a good term for Mox. It's like just, yeah. just let him. He's got to be the wild card guy. Just let him loose. Let him ramp it. You know, mm-hmm. but he's never been a great talker. And I, at, at one point, he was kind of the leader of the Shield in WWE. Yeah. And then it's just like naturally, it kind of shifted to like a mix between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, being more of the tar, you know, the talkers, and he was mm-hmm. the wild card. But yeah, da- like Brian Danielson has to be the mouthpiece of that group. Mm-hmm. But I think I think what they're go- they might do. I feel like Don Callis is going to turn on the elite and be the mouthpiece of the Blackpool Combat Club. The Blackpool Combat Club. I see that happening. Yeah, because because it's like there's already like the way he kind of like is trying to play the reunion off with a uh, you know Hangman Page trying to bring into Kesha who's worked with, you know, the Blackpool Combat Club. And he's trying to get like keep Hangman away from Kenny Omega because he doesn't want them reuniting in any way. And I think that's gonna be like the final straw turn is 
Don Callis has really been pulling the strings behind the Blackpool Combat Club attacking the elite. Mm -hmm. Because it's like they they need a mouthpiece who isn't a wrestler and who can really talk. And losing William Regal, kind of, they lost their whole identity. Mm -hmm. Which I, I, I was really bummed when Regal left because they kind of need him. Yeah. Yeah. And the way they wrote William Regal out was just such a lame way. Like they, I, it, it they, didn't, know cool. how, they, they, they didn't, didn't know how to do, do it. it. <laughs> they got to do like Impact Wrestling. Just kill a character off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. William Regal's dead. They, they they wrote like Eric Young off like he got legit killed or something. <laughs> <laughs> Who also Eric Young has been working for the WWE for months and has not been on TV at all or like brought into anything. Mm. And I mm. think they need to bring back Sanity because I actually like that group. Mm. Mm. What do you What do you guys feel about Jeff Hardy coming back again? No, no, yeah, he should not be wrestling. No, fuck them both. But you know, the same could be said of I think it was it was it Jimmy Uso who always gets DUIs and like can't stay away from those issues. Jimmy Uso probably also doesn't have the brain trauma that Jeff Hardy most I, I likely would, has. Yeah. You know? It's just like, I, I I don't know, man. It's like, I, I can't see any long run for the Hardys. It's like, let's just get them one championship match, let them win, and then lose it real fast, and then be done with it. No, just be done with the Hardys overall. Like it's They're a relic of the past. Just fucking leave them in the past. Best, best Jeff Hardy moment ever. WWE, CM Punk and Jeff Hardy have that loser leaves WWE match. And CM Punk wins. And CM Punk comes out dressed like Jeff Hardy at the next SmackDown. It was freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like with the music and everything. And then he does Jeff Hardy dance. It was freaking best CM Punk like moment ever. <laughs> I've never been much of a Jeff Hardy fan myself, anyway, honestly. I, I liked that... I liked the broken stuff they did in Impact. Mm-hmm. It really depended on who he was working with. You know, I thought him and Matt versus Christian Edge was always a pretty good match, you know, and they didn't need to do the TLC the whole time. But really, Jeff Hardy with anybody else just never, never interested me. You know, yeah, he was almost he was almost too small. I mean, he looked yeah. athletic and he, he might be able to take you out, but um, he was just so lean and Matt was a little bit bigger. You know, yeah, Matt was a always more, the chunkier of the brothers. a little more sizable, you know. Mm -hmm. And it just um I don't know, man. It just there's just too much cooperation involved with a lot of stuff he does where I'm like, nah, I can't, you know. Yeah. But he's like not the he's not he's not the worst offender of that type of uh thing going on, you know. For sure. Mm -hmm. But I think like um when they got to TNA and Impact, like they kind of really are who set up that whole cinematic universe. Like when Matt went through his whole broken phase and started doing like the, the broken matches, like they had a program, they had that program with um the Briscoe brothers and, you know, they had like the ultimate deletion matches and all that stuff. Like broken Matt Hardy is hilarious because it's literally, it could go anywhere. Like he's a time traveler. He's different personalities. <laughs> Jeff Hardy, like, you know, turned into Brother Nero, but he also had that weird Willow phase. <laughs> hmm. Did you ever see any of the Willow matches? 
So Jeff Hardy basically looked like some demented, weird black and white clown. He had like an un, like a black and white umbrella. He had like weird <laughs> face paint on. It's just, it was weird. I liked, and that was before he did um, Brother Nero, which is like, I guess Nero is his middle name. And that's what Broken Matt Hardy calls him. Brother Nero! <laughs> so the Broken, and I think they're trying, they're, I think they're trying to bring the Broken Universe back to AEW. They did it a little bit during the pandemic when Matt was just by himself. But um, they they've never gotten to do the both the Hardys in the Broken Universe in AEW. We can only hope. Well, they're they're having they, they are doing a cinematic match with I think the firm. It's um. Remember this oh, belt? God. <laughs> wow. I call that the wow. you, you ever you ever see um. Was that Disney movie in Atlantis? Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it definitely looks like that. It looks exactly like those. It wins heavyweight championship. <laughs> it, looks, it, it looks like one of those statues from um, uh, Never Ending Story with the laser eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so many oh, bad Jeff. titles. <laughs> oh Jeff, so many great moments of Jeff Hardy in wrestling. <laughs> that Sting match where they they like. Just got him out of there in TNA. Oh he, yeah, he showed up drunk. Wasn't yeah, that like his, about that. wasn't that like his first incident that like at least everybody saw it? Yeah, I think that was like that was the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a up. there was a match where Ric Flair wrestled in in Texas, and Kerry Von Erich was so drunk that he mm-hmm. could barely stand, and he went out to the ring and he wrestled, and I guess. Ric Flair went backstage and he fucking cussed everybody out and let everybody know what what a fucking piece of shit move that was. So world class to cover up for it. Went on air and was telling everybody, you know, Kerry Shimon wrestling, he had a hundred and five degree fever. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. That's how drunk he was. Mm-hmm. I I hope for like when Sting finally retires, I I think that he should have one more run as Joker Sting. Did you ever see any of that? No, I didn't. So no. when was that? There, there was this was an Impact Wrestling. Like there was a lot of like fun weird stuff that happened in like the TNA universe. When my experience like, with TNA is nil, like literally <laughs> nil. Once I when when it first when that promotion first started up and I saw that fucking ring, I'm like, nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same, same. I know but they I, went to. I went. I know they went back to a traditional ring after that, but right. I was like, nah. But yeah, but then they brought in Hulk Hogan, and then I was like, yeah, no. And that's that's the thing. Like, it basically became like that was the original AEW, where all the ex WWE guys went there, like yeah. Kurt Angle, Booker T. Yeah, it was uh, like Hogan WCW Steve. in the dying days. Yeah, Christian, Christian. Yeah, but some of them had like uh, AJ Styles was there too. Yeah. Before, like, that's actually um, Bobby Roode, you know, him and James, I think, was it James Gunn, I think, or something? Mm-hmm. They, like, they had a lot of, they had good factions. They they had um they had good tag matches. They had crazy, the X Division matches were insane. Yeah. Like, so that was like their, it's basically like their cruiserweight division, and those mm-hmm. matches are better than most cruiserweight type, like, mm-hmm. fights. They're, they did some insane stuff there, but uh, Sting kind of went through like a, a a mental breakdown. It was it was when Hogan was there, and like they did a program, and 
Sting turns around, he's got like Joker makeup on, and he's just like, <laughs> you know, because Sting was like so, you know, they made him like so quiet and you know, do the whole mm-hmm. crow thing, and then you have this absolute madman version of Sting, and it was awesome. <laughs> Not to look into this. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All right, we should wrap it up soon because I gotta go to bed. It's cool. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Ruining everything. Any other thoughts on uh, these things? Uh, WWE needs to have a real tag team division so the Viking Raiders can fucking shine like they should. And they got to get get off of. I think uh, uh, Kevin and Sammy are going to implode at some point. They've been like hinting at it. So I mean, that's their dynamic throughout their career. It's just yeah. you know. Yeah. Good for I a think while. Kevin, I think Kevin and Riddle are going to turn on Sammy. You think? I, I, I just, yeah. like, what was the point of Riddle coming into that? Who sucks, by the way? I can't stand that dude, man. You love the He's shorts. The Come worst. on. And the bare feet. You love the shorts. He's the worst. Bro. <laughs> yeah. 420, just, bro. They're just, they're just doing all these, you know, hodgepodge groups, and it just, it just doesn't work. There's no chemistry. It's, it's completely forced. I get like when in whole, doubt, create a faction. I get like the whole common enemies, like you know, join up, you know, kind of like my enemy is your enemy type thing. Yeah, but it it can't play out long. It's just like after backlash, that whole alliance should be done. Riddle, yeah. I don't think Riddle can ever really be anything besides just kind of a mid Carter. I don't even yeah. think he should hold a title. He's just the dude's a good fighter. I mean, he actually is a credible fighter. But he's mm-hmm. just so goofy. He's just, and he just, you can't really take him seriously. Yeah. I'd like to see Riddle and Orange Cassidy. That would be the ideal match. <laughs> Stoner with, versus uh, Slacker. With, uh, Dan, uh, Dan Housen. Dan, Dan, Dan Housen is like the referee the or commentator. The, the enforcer or referee. Yeah. <laughs> or both commentating from the ring while he's refereeing. I think the, I think, the only I think, person working the booth is Excalibur. <laughs> I think I think in an ideal world, which will never happen, Tony Khan and or whoever owns WWE now should just have a nice conversation about some more like inter promotional stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean it's cool to see it with like New Japan and AEW and New Japan also works with Impact too and, and they make better matches because it's stuff people want to see. Why not give it to them? And I mean the money's there to be made for sure. Yeah. Alrighty then. All right. On that note, Nickel City Slambury out. Too sweet. T- till next time. <laughs> we'll have to check the fallout from the next uh, set of whatever's going on in the yes. world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll All the talk- fallouts we'll talk about. Good night. All the fallouts. Good night, guys. Peace. Night. night.